The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 29th. In today's news, North Korea has tested a new kind of missile that could potentially strike anywhere in the United States. A government shutdown could be on the horizon next week. And more Democrats are pressuring Congressman John Conyers to resign after another woman comes forward to accuse him of sexual harassment. But first, the big idea. Tension over adding triggers to the tax bill highlights a Republican identity crisis over deficits. Outside groups on the right are furiously mobilizing against an agreement that Republican leaders made with Bob Corker yesterday to get the tax bill through the Senate Budget Committee. The Tennessee Republican negotiated a budget deal back in September that the tax cuts cannot increase the national debt by more than $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years. Now he's concerned about various gimmicks and overly rosy assumptions in the bill as it stands, that would almost certainly mean the true impact on the debt is far greater than that. So the retiring senator in recent days has been pushing to include a so-called trigger that would automatically increase taxes down the road if the bill fails to generate the level of economic growth that Republican leaders keep promising it will. It's not clear what exactly Republicans promised Corker, who declined to share specifics with reporters. He said the amendment will be included in an updated version of the bill likely to be released publicly on Thursday. The compromise quickly drew fire, though, from a constellation of groups funded by the billionaire industrialist Koch brothers, including Americans for Prosperity and Freedom Partners. They said they're against any kind of trigger. So did Grover Norquist from Americans for Tax Reform, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and the Wall Street Journal editorial board. But this compromise isn't just for Corker. It's also been crafted to win over other on-the-fence Republicans like James Langford from Oklahoma, Jeff Flake from Arizona, and Jerry Moran from Kansas. Because no Democrats are planning to vote for the measure, Republicans can only afford two defections when they bring up this bill for a vote on the floor. The groups opposing a trigger say that if it happens, it would increase taxes during an economic downturn because revenue would drop off, and they say that would cause stagnation. They also complain that it would inject uncertainty, which would make it harder for businesses to plan their long-term investments. President Trump said yesterday that he doesn't like the idea, but he'll accept it if it's the only way a bill can pass. Bigger picture, though, the new flashpoint in the delicate negotiations draws fresh attention to a deeper identity crisis facing Republicans in the age of Trump. Fiscal conservatives worry that the party they once dominated has been hijacked by spendthrifts. The George W. Bush administration spent like drunken sailors in the early 2000s. After the 2008 financial crisis, the Tea Party movement that emerged put a heavy emphasis on tackling the debt. But now the tone of most elected Republicans has changed. The president has declared bankruptcy several times, of course, and he's been clear that he doesn't consider himself a fiscal conservative. On the campaign trail last year, he repeatedly said he was, quote, the king of debt. But despite whatever differences and rifts exist within the Republican big tent, the sense in the Capitol is that there is real momentum toward getting a bill passed and that some of the holdouts, at least, will fall in line. Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority leader, is still planning to hold a vote in the Senate by the end of this week. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, North Korea says it's successfully tested a new kind of intercontinental ballistic missile. 
the rogue nation claims it's capable of striking anywhere in the United States. Pyongyang does tend to exaggerate, but experts on our side say that claim is in line with their calculations. In their latest test yesterday, a missile flew 10 times higher than the International Space Station. That, theoretically, would mean it could reach Washington, D.C. Gulp. Trump said after the launch that, quote, we will take care of it. Number two, Democratic minority leaders Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi pulled out of a White House meeting about year-end budget negotiations on Tuesday after Trump tweeted that he didn't see any deal with the Democrats. The two said they would rather negotiate directly with House Speaker Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. The move raises the possibility of a government shutdown as early as next week. It also represents the end of Trump's chummy relationship with, quote, Chuck and Nancy, as he likes to call him. He got heat for that in September when he negotiated a deal with them over objections from Republicans. That said, Trump and GOP leaders still need Democratic votes to pass the spending bill. They need 60 votes in the Senate. And in the House, a lot of Tea Party folks won't vote for any kind of budget. That gives Schumer and Pelosi leverage to advance their agenda, which includes protecting millions of so-called dreamers, the undocumented immigrants who were brought here as minors. They also want to fund the Children's Health Insurance Program, which lapsed in September. Number three, Democratic leaders are increasingly pressuring Representative John Conyers of Michigan to resign after a fourth woman came forward to accuse him of sexual harassment. Conyers stepped down as ranking Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee Sunday, and he denies any wrongdoing. The House Ethics Committee has launched an investigation into his behavior, and members of the Congressional Black Caucus held a rare huddle on the House floor during votes last night. Several members of the group declined to say publicly one way or another whether Conyers should step down. The 88-year-old is the longest-serving member of Congress. He missed those votes last night and instead was spotted on a flight back to Detroit. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 29th. You can read much more about the tax bill at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 